put on that Picard theme music, man. You know, hello, welcome to Subspace Transmissions, Picard number two. A We Were Gamers production. <laughs> we Were Gamers production <laughs> cast. Not solely about Picard, but sometimes, but always about Star Trek. There we go. I nailed it. Yes. I got it. Yes. Hey, got it. that Picard music. It was a good lead in. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. It's good. I've, I watch the opening every time because I want to feel the feeling like I do with Discovery of getting used to it like we did with TNG when you couldn't skip it. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you could walk away from the TV, I guess. Or, or hit that Netflix button that skips it. But okay, yes. okay, yeah. But when you originally aired, you got to know the TNG, the DS9, the Voyager music, and the opening right, yeah. by heart because you had to watch them. There was yep. no skip it button, and so yep. I'm kind of like trying to let that wash over me with these new series to see if I develop the feelings for them. And I have to say, I like this Picard music more and more each time. The opening visuals not as much as the music. But now mm-hmm. that I've started to hear the music in the episodes, it's growing on me the little riffs that they're able to do. Yeah. With it. They got like a late motif thing going on or whatever, right? So yeah. like, oh, here's this person's little do to do sound or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a music person, but I like the opening credits of this show. Or I have eventually decided I like them. That's <laughs> where I got. I was kind of on the fence about them to start with, for sure. But I was I think definitely I got on to the a fence. Place that's okay. Yeah, I'm still a little bit on the fence with the visuals, and eh, I don't know. I, yeah, it's fine. The, the it visuals serves, are what they are, I guess. It yeah, serves it's the Picard show, for sure. Hi, welcome to our podcast. Uh, that's JJ. Hello. We were talking about music. I'm Andy, uh, as we led this thing in, and I thought that was a good intro to the next four episodes, possibly broken over two parts. We'll see how long this one was, because we did, what, two hours last time? Yeah, it was like an hour and 40 or hour trying and 30 to, or something, yeah. Trying to do three episodes, but uh, since our last podcast, it's been a month, which means there have been episodes four, five, six, and seven of Picard, the middle chunk of the series, I guess you would say. Yeah. Season? They've been renewed, right? Uh, Yeah, th- they said like almost after episode one or whatever that, yeah, they were going to do a second season. So. All right. So now we get to get more backstory and plot of the current story. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that voice. I don't know. The downtrend there. This whole okay. So picking up at episode four, right? Episode three, it's like, all right, they're off on the adventure. Stuff is happening. We're ready to go. We've done all the backstory. Let's go. Immediately, we take a detour into Flashback. like. Picard and all the like Romulan stuff that he was up to and this little kid. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, no. It might have been more interesting to go to the planet first and have Picard experience how bad off things were there. Vashti? I don't remember the names of any of the planets Vashti. in this show. Uh... Before we ran into like, look, Picard and had made a peaceful world here and he had like a little orphan boy. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the story of episode four, 14 year flashback to the Vashti resettlement of the Romulan people. We meet Elnor, who is being yeah. raised by the Kowat Ko- Milan Ko- or something like that. Milan? 
something like who that. Who are a race of, or not race, a sect of the Romulan Empire, another sect. We've now learned of two sects of the Romulan Empire that we've never heard of before. There's the Kawat Milan, who are supposed to be like warrior sister ladies or Assassin, ninja maybe? ninja warrior ladies. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the Jad Vash, who are like ultra double secret probation. Tell Shiar. Tell Shiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I kind of hate Elnor and everything about him. He he sucks. Oh man, that's my, that's my opinion. It seems like their attempt at making the um, what's that character's name in Guardians? Right, Guardians. What? Uh, Batista's character in Guardians. Oh yeah, uh, Drax. Drax. It seems yeah. like an attempt to make a Drax character because the Coat Malot may have what they call the absolute candor. They practice. Everything antithetical to the Romulan Empire, they don't right. lie. And, and they, they have total openness and they will full emotion all the time. Yeah. Weird. I, or whatever. I mean, I guess it is what it is. I just – the oh. – Elnor is not a good character, man. I don't like him. Why is he in this show? <laughs> Why do they do this? I would like to pause ah! – hold on, hold on, hold on. I would like to pause it another theory to you very quickly most of my notes in episode four are kind of about how are we allowed to curse on sub pods yeah sure i don't know i don't care picard's kind of a shit person dude he sucks in this episode in specific he sucks uh, I'm like these kind these no i mean all the way through episode four as or episode seven I mean, he gets admonished in episode seven. Uh, oh, yeah. Spo- hold on. Spoilers. Uh, we'll get there. Spoilers ahead for all these uh, episodes, to be clear. Yeah, we're going to spoil everything about Picard that we know. So, But he you know. gets taken down a peg in I episode mean, seven. Kind of deserved it. I don't know. Uh, absolutely. Fine. Absolutely. And even yeah. in episode four here, he deserves what he gets, which is Elnor saying like, no, I'm not coming with you. You 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 only want someone to come with you because you need a f- assassin. You could care less about me, which is well, kind of true. It, yes, that is true. Why does he need the assassin? He doesn't need him. What the hell? <laughs> Don't have him in the show. It would be fine. Nothing of value is lost by not coming here. I don't know. Uh, uh, future Borg Cube action later on with Elnor might be important. It's a... Um, eh. Uh, unclear i kind of get it right like he doesn't have a fighter he doesn't have a a trusted backer he doesn't trust any of the people that he's with fair so a rightfully based on what we've seen (laughs) would be someone he could trust although why didn't he just take the tal shiar with him from home right exactly two people he definitely trusts implicitly yeah and he knows are capable (laughs) right uh plus they're rad and i like their characters unlike elnor who i don't like i had a theory about elnor which was that it was going to provide a juxtaposition to soji in picard essentially having to become a parent here right Mm. he's he's got to become a parent and he was basically almost a parent until he abandoned this orphan uh because yeah. he doesn't want to be a parent. He's thing. incapable of that kind of behavior, it seems. Here's here's the thing, right? 
let's talk about the character of Captain Picard for a minute. Sure. You know, he doesn't like kids. Remember Very. there were whole, like, multiple episodes of The Next Generation talking about how he doesn't like kids and how he's yep. awkward around them? He's only liked he one does- kid, and that kid is dead. And how he, yeah, how he doesn't exactly, and how he doesn't like them, and it doesn't go good with, with him and them, and he kind of just, like, keeps them at arm's length for all that reason. And then we get to episode four, and we see flashback, Picard is, re- is this admiral guy now, and all of a sudden, he gets along great with kids. Uh, uh, I think it's just me? this one kid. No, Why this one kid? It's this one kid, he's an orphan, and this kid is, like, glommed on to him, and he's, he's kind of also shit at, at dealing with this kid. He he wants to read the story to him. The kid asks him a question about the story, and he's like, no, 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 no be quiet. I'm reading the story. And then uh, he gets told by the priestess there when he makes him a promise. He's like, don't – she's like, don't don't promise to kids. Promises are prisons. You, you're not going to keep your promise to this kid. Stop it. So yeah. there's a lot here to un- – Elnor as a character and maybe an actor, I don't know. We haven't seen a lot of him. He doesn't Yeah, exactly. He's, it's in like all, four episodes doesn't do that much. Like every character on the well, not every character, but like every kind of side character that isn't Gerardi, Rios, and Rafi basically is barely in the show. Yeah. <laughs> like so, you know, I I would may I would be happily proven wrong in the back half of this show. And there will be great scenes with Elnor and things will be good. And I will be, I will eat this cake and be happy about it. That's fun. As of thus far, like he's barely in the show. It seems like a distraction. I a thousand percent agree. is barely going anywhere. Like he could have just had him die on that cube at the end of whatever that episode was. And then I would have been happy. I'm not uh, defending the characterization or character of Elnor. I just do believe I understand Especially going back to Vashti, showing that Picard is kind of very unaware of the world outside of himself. Mm-hmm. He he's unable to to grasp that the way Picard it, it, and we've had this before. Like the the admiral said, he's full of hubris, which he is. He mm-hmm. takes that Romulan sign down and tries to like, I'm going to give the Picard speech and everyone will come along. And the Romulans are like, Nah, how about you pick up this sword? I'm going to kill you. Yeah. You know, so uh, I do. I do it's an important enjoy episode that, for that reason. I think I do enjoy that Elnor's uh, thing is like friends choose, choose to, live. to live. Yes, every uh, time friends every choose time. to live, <laughs> even know, in the cube a thing or whatever. But I love it. I love that scene in the cube later where he's not even on the screen, and neither are the people he's killing. But you just hear him just down. Hear yep. You hear him down the corridor. Friends choose There's- to live. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you just know what's going on down there. Also, I want to point out, like, isn't the guy that Elnor kills here on this planet, whatever, Vashti or whatever you Vashti, said it was? Yeah. yeah. Isn't he, like, a Romulan senator or something? Isn't it kind of a problem to be killing people who are, like, important political figures it's in the Im- community? It's implied uh, It's implied that the, the Romulan senator was no longer a senator. It's just a member of some sort of gang. Oh, okay. They I had guess all I those arm, arm badges on, and it was like, okay, these guys just a, a punk. Uh, yeah the ho- the whole planet stuff is kind of eh. I haven't seen you in fourteen years. Let's go is kind of eh. Um, yeah. but this episode also has two really cool character introductions. One is 
maybe the best version of holographic Rios, which would be Emmett. Wait, Emmett? Which one the, is Emmett? The one that appeared at the weapons station while they're fighting off the Romulan bird of prey. Uh, he, I, don't, I don't remember this. He speaks mostly or all in Spanish, and he just kind of doesn't care. Is he the he shirtless should, one? No, it's not the shirtless one. It's the the scraggly hair, long haired one. Hmm. Okay, I, I gotta go rewatch it. Yeah, I don't just just go one. to the end and rewatch. He this. hasn't showed up again yet. So. No, he has not. They have not needed him again yet. But he he speaks all in Spanish. He kind of is like, oh, we're getting shot at, and <laughs> Rios is like, shoot back, dude. Yeah, uh, I like Rios a lot. I, Easily my favorite character in this show currently. Really growing on me as a character. Really, really like already Rios. liked him. Growing on me yeah. as a character. Uh, uh, and then of and course, this, yeah, seven. Seven end here, yeah, is uh, saves their lives by destroying a bird of prey and then uh, passes out. Mm-hmm. That's kind of He's it. Like, hey, I the card, you owe me a ship, and then she passes out. I don't think he uh, owes her after all this other stuff later. No, I would say not. I think they're free and clear. Uh, that's kind of mm-hmm. it. Episode four, not a lot of backstory, a lot, and then you know you get the stuff with like, oh, uh, what's his name, Merrick is. Still trying to seduce or whatever Soji. Yeah, and but like, really none of it was. That, it. Yeah. yeah, but it's like it's kind of spinning its wheels here. Yeah, there's a lot of like I'm planting the seed of doubt in the, and it's like okay, whatever, fine. Yeah, but those you know those are the main beats of adding a character and saying, hey, Picard really messed up this whole relocation thing on that end too. Yep. So. Ever in love with flashbacks, we go to episode five for another mm-hmm. 13-year flashback. Yeah, geez, man, this show. Like, can we just have stuff happen in the present, please? Or, yeah, yes. Both of these flashbacks, maybe the one, the flashback to the planet getting destroyed, that one episode was important, you know, where the synths blew up Mars or whatever. Right. Like, that's a, it seems to be a central mystery of the show, so we should probably get some stuff there. And, like, starting the, sh- the entire series off with a flashback doesn't feel as bad. No, but going back for a three-minute one here where I didn't understand what was happening. I knew who it was, but I didn't understand what was happening, um, which was kind of sad to kill yeah. off. Uh, a, also, a, like, really violent. Like, really violent. Very, very disturbing in its violence, too. So, like, okay, what we're talking about here is uh, Seven of Nine finds Icheb, I think is Icheb, his name. Yep. Icheb, mm-hmm. from Voyager. Yep. He was a little kid in Voyager. He was, being, a, he was a young adult. Young, yeah. Uh, who Seven had kind of took under her wing towards the end of that show as an ex-Borg, XB, I guess. Uh, I hate that. You do? Yes. XB. Why? Just, you could just be an X Borg. That's fine. You don't have to be a. Why? Uh. He talk. Well, Hugh talks about trying to create an identity for their. I race. understand. I am not mad at Hugh and his attempt here. I just don't like the acronym they chose. Anyway, yeah, it's easy to understand how it came to be instead of like the reclaimed or something like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The, it, it starts to sound like a video game the the further away you get from just saying Xborg. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, anyway, so see- they ace Icheb in this like very violent scene where the woman is trying to disassemble him basically. Uh, so I uh I read some stuff online and I don't know how much of this is true, 
So I'm going to just like caveat this as possibly entirely rumors. So the original actor who played Icheb is not this guy. I see. Okay. The original actor who played Icheb is kind of a not great person online, let's say. Oh. What happened? Or that happened at some point, and he was not asked to return because of it. Oh. So... In the show that has made a point to try and really bring things back. Yeah. To be less, like, terrible about various things in the fiction of the show, right? Right. And so, is this some kind of, like weird revenge on from the screenwriters or something on this character for being like this person was shitty so we're going to kill you in a really bad way am i reading too much too much into this yeah okay is this just like really really violent dude just like even for this show where they do show blood sometimes and people get killed on screen this is just like, I, let's watch the movie Saw together, where we cut people open and, like, drill into them. I had it's a like comment really that I was going to save for later about this, but in episode five and six here, we really drift away very far from what Star Trek has been in terms yes. of its violence. And Seven of Nine even talks about it at the end of this episode, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, where she goes down to Free Cloud and um, and the violent nature that has kind of overtaken the galaxy, uh, it really seeps into the timber of the show, and the in this scene especially, I was very taken aback by like the flippant way the lady's like, "Where's your node, dude? Where's your cortical node? I'm gonna just rip it out of you." I need to. I need to I need to murder you now. Let me do some murders here. I need to need to kill you real good and make sure that everyone watches all this blood and stuff because this is a and cool the eye getting show. pulled out and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, uh, I, yeah, not a big it, fan of the tone. That tone, especially, yeah, uh, is kind of which then it, in it's like been creeping ludicrous. in slowly and then all oh, of yeah, a sudden yeah. just hits you right now, like and then like oh wow the ludicrous juxtaposition between that tone and then what happens in the rest of the episode, where it's like a fun time like play fun episode. time crime planet play yeah exactly and like oh we're all gonna dress up as like cool gangster guys and Picard is gonna ham it up as much as is humanly possible I think. And as like this horrible French accent and everything, like intentionally bad, right? Yeah, and it like, it seems oh, well so weird. Why do it, this? Why why juxtapose it that way? Because it's um, I think what they're doing is making fun of TNG in this episode. Because this like, is the type of thing that would happen on the holodeck all the time. Yeah, TNG and Voyager, right? Oh, we are going to go to the French Riviera of 1914 and we will all pretend to be like that kind of stuff, right? And then, oh, uh, the Sherlock Holmes guy gets released and now we got a problem and a real episode here and Data's got to solve, you know, that blah, blah, blah. But the tone of it, right, was always so flippant. But at the same and, time, we're expected to believe that the galaxy has fallen into, like, each of getting murdered for his Borg parts. They 
the just somewhere in Romulan neutral X neutral zone is a place called Free Cloud that's allowed to exist in this universe where it's just sort of like super crime planet, but also on super crime planet you're supposed to dress like a I don't know, some sort of flamboyant pimp or something because yeah, exactly. you're a go between and like yeah. but you should take this seriously because of the tone it's a very odd episode. Episode five is I don't know that I dislike it. I, I I agree with you, actually. I kind of had fun with the whole, like, let's dress like flamboyant gangsters and, and go around and act silly and, like, listening to Picard literally just ham as much as is possible. Like, it, you could tell they were like, all right, we summon all that Shakespearean gravitas. And then make and it bad. Throw it out the window, please. Okay, now all that's gone. <laughs> like, yeah. now, bad impression of a French accent, go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, it was it was a lot. Uh, I, but it, the episode was fun. Um, it, well, and it's a good episode in that it. Oh man! And so they reveal it, a few things here, right? Yeah, like, that's you, there's you a find lot out of stuff, that, like, right? Like that, Doctor Girardi was with Maddox. Dude. Not not that she was just like looking for him or he was her mentor or whatever. Right? No, they were like together. That was right. a thing. Yeah, they reveal yeah. that here. There's a really um, great reference. Uh, another uh deep space nine reference they throw out for quark oh yeah Did yeah you hear mm-hmm. that one yeah that was a good one um rafi has a son yeah you learn about her whole uh well it, you learn more that she sucks which we already knew um, yeah and and kind of has this this episode cements my hierarchy of characters i care about and the stories i think they're telling with those characters and how good they are. It's right. like Rafi keeps falling towards the bottom of the list. Here. Oh, it, she's the, yeah, the worst. I uh, would not, I, I, I feel bad for her character, right? She's clearly in a bad place. And has but she's been, still one of those like, I, I'm totally clean. I'm clean. And then the next episode, because she like, gets hey, rejected can I have, by her son. Can I have 50 bucks? She's like, like straight up on stims and venom and alcohol and, and everything else. And it's like, yeah. Okay, the character arc that you are writing, either go one way or the other. She's clearly not clean, and we're going to just have to deal with that. Or, like, she gets rejected by her son and says, you know what? This is the time I have to man up and... I really got to get my life back together. Yeah, I have to help Picard and prove that my theory is right. Right? Like, he rejects her because he thinks she's some sort of crackpot. Which, I mean... You she know, might be. I don't. Might be. Clearly, yeah. she's not. Obviously, it is some sort well, of conspiracy. You know, it's a TV show, right? Yeah, they got to make it. Yeah, yeah. we got to have an arc here, right? Uh, uh, so, which, but, it doesn't matter because we're not going to find that out this season. That's my no. prediction. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, well, you know most of it now, right? Yeah, that yeah. she's right. There's just uh, like whatever she says. The cabal is. We're not going to get revealed, but you know the people yeah. that are involved. The other thing you get is like the thing that has been obvious from the beginning to me. Yo, Agnes is not on the up and up. Oh, wow, what a surprise. After that flashback where she was visited by very obvious traitor security captain Romulan posing as Vulcan or whatever. Can I say something I don't like about television shows? And then they're like, oh, she's fine. And then now, like, oh, she kills her lover or whatever that guy Oh, yeah, she she straight up kills Maddox, which is crazy. Yeah, she, like, murders him. And we don't find out why until the next episode, and I want to get to that later. You don't find out until seven. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, so what do you hate about TV shows? She, I she says know. the thing. She says the thing, and it's the reason I have stopped watching shows in the past, which is a version of 
you don't know everything. Okay, so why so, do you hate TV shows? <laughs> That's what she, you said. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, she says the thing. Dr. Gerardi leans over Maddox as she's killing him and says, basically, like, you have to die because I know something. We know that you saw uh, Commander O, right? Right. They do this later with a different character a little bit, uh, Thad, which is fine. They use it better than they do here. I don't like when you know the character knows something, but the show just doesn't tell you. Because they need to save it for some sort of surprise moment or whatever. Yeah. All we needed earlier was for them to finish the Dr. O scene. And I personally would have been more nervous about Agnes being part of the group because I know she's not on the level, but the other characters don't know. Right? Right. Dramatic tension in that you know, the audience knows, but the characters don't know. And that creates the tenseness in the scenes. It's okay to tell the audience what Agnes knows. Yeah. The other characters. Especially because it's like in unbelievably obvious that as soon as they had that scene with her, that like she was going to be a traitor or something. Right. Exactly. So who are you fooling? Stop trying to fool people. You're, you're only not, fooling people who don't pay attention, right? right? Like, I'm paying attention. People that watch Star Trek are paying attention. There's no and, good and narrative. And even if they're not paying attention, telling them doesn't harm the storytelling. <laughs> no. So, so the episode seven, where we get another flashback, this time well, to a flashback wait, in, inside the show, is not six. helpful, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the one in seven is pointless. It's just like, it's like finishing the stuff that they we had an idea of what was going on they're actually telling us what's going on i guess that's good but like she gives her a mind meld okay yeah we're okay we'll come you want to just jump to it now because no no okay all right let's do six but but this is the thing i don't like about shows and it's love shows fringe did it all the time all these things do it all the time you don't you don't know everything and it's a character talking to another character but it's really a character talking to the audience right yeah. where i'm killing you maddox because i know something that someone told me and i have to do this thing that clearly the show's tried to set up at the beginning of the episode saying they were lovers you know it's a yeah. it's a dramatic moment It's better, personally speaking, as a dramatic moment if the reveal this episode is, oh my god, they were lovers. I know she's already in this to try and kill Maddox. Yeah. So, like, that would have been a better reveal, right? Like, the twist being that they were lovers, if they had just seen the other whole thing to start with and just like, oh, she's already the traitor. Oh, no, she's been asked to kill her lover this whole time. It's way worse than just killing some guy. What if they don't tell you that until they get Maddox and on Maddox's pad is videos of like of her and him together. Yeah, and and like, oh, the whole crew finds out they were lovers and then she he she kills him but nobody knows and they're all sad for her. That's such a good moment that is like thrown away here for some sort of trying to be a better writer than the people on this show. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. Michael. Sh- Hold on. Michael Chabon is the writer on this show, and he's a good writer. He's won a Pulitzer Prize. Obviously, 
I'm have not won a Pulitzer Prize, but I'm real tired of shows trying to like hold stuff back from me on purpose that I already know. Yeah, especially in this case where it was like super obvious as soon as she met with the commander, the security lady, that it was going to be her that does whatever the bad thing is. We don't know what, right? She's going to sabotage us somehow, obviously. So Crime Planet has crime people that do crime things. There's a character that gets introduced so that Seven of Nine can have a plot device. Uh, to murder him and to the murder other character her later, and him and them and everyone else, and uh, they get Maddox. Maddox tells Picard where to find Soji. Uh, then Seven goes back and murders everyone. Seven tells Picard she's good. You know they buy off the lady, and then tells Picard, "Hey man, I'm gonna go do my freedom fighter thing. I'm sorry we don't see eye to eye on me being a vigilante, but this is the way the universe is." Which is kind of what I was going to say is like a big plot point here in in making the show tonally different than TNG and trying to remind you that like, yo, this universe isn't the same as TNG's universe, kind of. Yeah. Uh, And then she goes back and aces everybody, including the lady that stripped Icheb of of his parts, which feels good in the moment, but also might not feel great later. Uh, when you I, think about what Janeway tried to do with Seven, right? Yeah, I don't know. It, this is like, I understand when Jerry Ryan has given interviews, it says like, I had a hard time finding the voice for this character. It's like, well, it's now kinda, I know why. <laughs> I get it. This is yeah. some real whiplash writing here from like, you know, yeah. So I don't know. It's uh, it's tough, especially yeah. from where the character left at the end of Voyager. Um, I, I think there's more to different. come with her based on this moment at the end where uh, she asks Picard, hey, when you were removed from the collective, do you feel like you you regained your humanity 100%? And he's like, nah, not really. Yes, but no. It was like, yeah, I, I work on it every day, right? That's what he says. Yeah. So uh, it, that it, was a good moment. I actually really liked that part. That was maybe my, I don't know if it was my favorite part of the episode, but it was close. I think this one, while being one of my favorite episodes, is also one of my least favorite. <laughs> Yeah. I love the crime planet in terms of its ridiculousness and the yes, story that it so tells of Seven much. of Nine is good. So but that stuff with Agnes really bothers me. I yeah. Oh well. Moving on. Yeah. Okay. So episode time to, six. Yeah. Time to go to the board cube. Uh, and immediately, finally, like all through four and five, we were kind of just spinning our wheels with Soji and and Narek Merrick Narek. Narek over there. Uh, and now some stuff is finally popping off. Soji is kind of like, for whatever reason, feeling yeah, that stuff is not right. This and episode opens with, okay, we're ready to tell the Soji story finally. <laughs> yeah, I know. It really right? feels like that. And she tries to like stab herself awake because every time she yeah. calls her parents, she falls asleep after exactly 70 seconds or whatever. Uh-huh. And Which we so, already knew, right? We could right. tell we, from that we one We knew episode. that, right? right? That was... Uh, we definitely saw that happen to her sister, D- D- Dodge. Dodge, Dodge. Thank yeah. you. I, it's interesting. They keep saying, "Well, we can't tell her she's an android, or she'll activate and kill us all." But he's basically like slowly plying her with, "Like you're probably an android." You know. Well, I think that was his whole thing, though, was to like get her to feel kind of off balance, so he can do the thing he does and get. The information he's looking for, right? right? They do like a trance meditation or something later on in this yeah. one. Um, 
Come on. So, Hold it, on. It, we got to talk about Rios in the beginning playing soccer and drinking before everyone else is awake on the ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. And then a very awkward Agnes needs to feel better, so she drags him to her room. I got a lot of like, oh, Christ. Like, my note literally says, oh, Christ, Dr. Girardi is already macking on Rios. This won't end well. <laughs> <laughs> literally then and and later will not, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like, that was my note. Like, I was just like, oh, wow, this is going to end bad. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, and then uh, I have like in big all caps, it's like, homeworld, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. what is the idea of a homeworld for? androids what does that even mean you know yeah. like why did they data had a home world right you know he was where he called he we said he was created and grew up and all that kind of stuff with sure sure the colonists so wherever you're manufactured i guess yeah I, it's just the that whole idea of like these people being these you know manufactured synthetics or whatever having a home world like threw me off i was like what <laughs> like this is the thing they really wanted to know <laughs> yeah uh, Poor Rios. He's going to get dragged into this. And uh, mm-hmm. anyway, so Soji freaks out and like carbon dates her stuff or something. Yeah, exactly. Finds out she's three years old. Doesn't freak out and activate, though. Uh, They go to the cube. Yeah, it's like Picard really has a bad day. <laughs> Rafi is super off the wagon, but gets them yeah. on the cube. And then I think my favorite moment of the whole show Picard and Hugh meet. Yeah, it was a good scene. I had two distinct feelings when this moment happened. One, what a great story we're never going to find out about, which would be Locutus returns to the cube and all the XBs recognize Locutus and they have, I mean, people say it as he's walking through the cube. They're like whispering, like, oh, Locutus, you know? Do the they? story, I, I, I don't remember. At that least part, twice, I heard background characters say right. Lacutus. Uh, oh, okay. It, there's a really cool so story or side story or a couple episodes where a different version of this explores him going to the cube and helping the XBs cope. Yeah, because I, yeah. just like when he returned Hugh to the cube and the individuality spread and caused the breakdown of the cube when it was cut off. You know, like, he could then help them all again. Yeah, th- and there's definitely a story, or a different show that could tell a story here that is like, hey, how do you deal with, despite what they told us when at the start of this series, they're like, hey, this is going to be about dealing with trauma. It's really nah, about Picard really. dealing with his trauma. It's not about anyone else dealing with trauma, Yeah, exa- right? exactly. Like, so th- people- they're not here to tell you the story of, like, how, how does Hugh and Picard help rehabilitate these XBs? Nah, this is about, like, Picard's journey to become a less shitty human, I guess. I guess, because even in episode seven, later on, he says, yeah, I have a new crew. Man, they all have baggage. It's like, I'm I'm uninterested in their baggage. I have my own problems. Yeah, definitely you don't have any baggage here, old man. He says he does. He absolutely says he does. But unlike every episode of TNG, when he's, like, all about, like, Riker, what are your problems? I'm going to help you. Yeah. He says his new crew has baggage, and he's just like, nah, I am not interested in it. And so I'm like, okay, so are we going to deal with it as an audience, or are we just going to like breeze over some of it? Because some of it's really interesting. Rios could be a very cool character where he doesn't want to deal with like having lost his whole crew. 
but he's clearly falling in line behind Picard, like, as a captain, right? He's, like, the only Rios is like the only person that is together enough on this ship to deal with everyone else's crap. And yet, and, <laughs> like, and yet, yet he's up first, way screwed yes, up. Yeah. And, and yet he's up first thing in the morning, kicking his soccer ball around, drinking whiskey. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is a show about trauma. I really hope we don't over focus on Picard's trauma without the other traumas that have been set up, like he shows himself looking at himself in the mirror as Lacutus. Seven of nine is an XB. Hugh is an XB. They're all dealing with traumas. Well, Don't. we get to in episode seven, we get some of Soji's issues. Yes. But, you know, I, I sure we will get more of that as this series goes on. I hope this series f- takes the time to explore the collapse of the universe around these decisions he has made is what I'm saying with episode six here. Yeah. We get the theory that it could, right? Like, yeah, there's a moment where my heart just swelled up seeing you and Picard meet again. And he says those, that line where he's just like, I don't care. I'm paraphrasing. I don't care why you're here. Whatever you want. It's, you know, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm here for whatever you need. You helped me. The the ultimate help, right? You gave me, mm-hmm. and so it's my turn. And and I knew, it, you know, you kind of know when you hear that line, you're just like, oh man, man, rip, yeah, R.I.P. Dude, because clearly he ain't getting out of this one. <laughs> well, you know, like what it you heard about that treaty and all this stuff. You're like, oh, maybe he'll be protected. You know, the, the Romulans won't be able to. Yeah. No. Yep. So, you know, they, they do that meditation thing. Um, Soji freaks out and, like, rips through the floor. I was, after I was surprised she the... took it so well after the dream, and then he tries to kill her. Yeah. And well, I mean, I don't know. She's in shock or something, I guess. Because, like, she clearly is not having a good time of it at the start of the next episode. No. So- uh, and then I actually thought straight up that Elmore, Elnor, like, died here. That this was, like, goodbye character Elnor. Um, really? Well, because they don't show it. It's like, he's like, don't worry, I'll protect you. Door closes. That's the, like, That's when you thought you and Elmore were done? Yeah, I was like, that is the standard off-screen death for, like, heroic character, right? That's like... you thought Elnor was just, like, straight up gone, huh? Oh, I thought Elnor and Hugh were both, like, killed by, like, 500 Romulans coming down the corner. I thought that's what was going on. Uh, I mean, that could have been a heroic Obviously not. It could have, (laughs) but obviously that's not what happens, because they both show up again. Next yeah, episode, so. no, it could have been a, uh, the queen cell thing is interesting. Yeah, that was a like I don't remember the queen cell being a thing. I don't think it was stuff. a thing. Uh, okay, because cool. a lot of people were talking about like, oh, so that's how the Borg queen keeps popping up other places. Yeah, I guess. I guess well, this is like the thing that like the it's Borg basically queen an escape transporter, like, but yeah. it's the type of transporter Scotty said was impossible, but he built one time. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, which shoots them days away at light speed. Yeah, it's like what did they call it? Projector or something? Tra- anyway, projector, escape projector. I yeah, guess yeah. is what they called it. I feel like I heard that word used at one point on a Voyager episode, but I also be, could just be misremembering. It's it. possible. I mean, yeah. they trying to reuse tech and not make up a bunch of new stuff. It sounds like to me. So, but, but it's also. The power usage is too much or something, so there's only one, and it's only in emergencies. Yep, yep, yep. 
There's another thing in the background of this that I heard that I hope is a thing. Did you hear uh, when Hugh and Picard are looking for Soji in the background, The uh, there's an alert and it's like, alert, all members who have been inside the Borg area, please like check your tags or whatever. Chronometric activity has been detected. Oh, I didn't hear that. Interesting. Time shit, huh? So, yeah. Are we going to do some weird timey-wimey stuff with this show soon? I kind of hope there's some timey-wimey stuff happening in the background here. Hmm. It would be kind of cool if there was, like, another subplot or something happening. You I'm know? not going to get my hopes up for this, but that would I'm be not either. that would be really sweet if like the characters are somewhere else on the cube at the same time. There's like a episode. there's another Hugh running around or something. Yeah, who knows? That would be pretty cool. I'd be into that. But I I'm guessing it's just background noise. Yeah. But you know, always on the lookout for for stuff. Mhm. Okay. They escape yes. to a place called Nepenthe. Yeah, Nepenthe, Nepenthe, Nepenthe. <clears throat> which sounds like a the Klingon planet. It sounds like Rurapenthe, the Klingon penal colony from Star Trek Six. <laughs> but this one has healing properties. Uh, yeah, I didn't hear that part. Uh, and poisonous but, yeah. rabbits. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, okay, uh, hold on though. We have to start the episode with a flashback. Yeah, because. Of, Gosh forbid we do just like any storytelling in the present. We got to tell you, here's the scene that you knew happened between Jurati and Commander yeah. O or whatever her name is. Um, she takes off those ridiculous sunglasses. The like, I'm clearly a spy sunglasses to show you she means business this time. And then straight up attack mind melds. So well, I don't know enough about how mind melds work. Can you fake those? I sincerely believe, after watching this, that she used the mind meld as a weapon. Okay. Yeah, clearly, because right? Because she can't see the future. Right, like, how does she know, right? So she's basically projecting her fears of what would happen if synthetics were around? Or, like, showing her videos or something that she was watching when she became Jad Vash or something? It, it seems like she's essentially using the mind meld to brainwash somebody. Yeah. Right? It's like instantaneous brainwashing. Look at these things that I'm showing you. Oh, I'm so afraid now of the future of synthetics that, like, I'm going to throw my entire life's work out the window. And murder and my lover. Murder and my lover and become deathly afraid of the android and not want anything to do with the thing that is my life's work cool so to me this was like a weaponized mind meld for brainwashing or something which is a new yeah new. It, it was certain it certainly was like a it's weird because i don't uh, did we ever see a romulan do a mind meld before she's not a romulan she's a Kling, uh she's a vulcan yeah they say that though <laughs> you think uh, she's another hidden romulan yeah the other girl was a hidden romulan the other girl like, was she was she was, was a human, human and then yeah then turned out to be a Romulan. Why can't yeah. a Romulan turn out to be a Vulcan? I'm pretty Especially sure, especially since a... Romulans and Vulcans already look the same. I'm a thousand percent sure she's a Vulcan. So then, why is the, a Vulcan the member of the secret Romulan 
Vosh Jijaj cult thing. I think she's just working with them. Hmm. Like Starfleet okay. Intelligence and the Jad Vosh are working together to prevent synthetics from being a thing. Which has apparently tragic con- consequences as we find out this episode. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned that this was like a thing that you knew. I didn't know this. Was this a thing hmm? in the lore or something? Oh, what about? With about. Dad? Uh, yeah. No, I was saying earlier this is another example of the like. Something happened, and we're not going to tell you what. Oh, it is oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, until okay, the, the like, convenient moment. But thankfully, this one is used within the same episode. Yeah, it's less bad when they don't draw it out for like two weeks. And this one's a little bit more uh, less ham-fisted in terms of it's like uh, the, naturally they're not going to talk about it that much, you know. Uh, yeah. But they talk about it awkwardly to give you enough sense. Anyway, uh, like it. It fe- okay, so th- this is a anyway. Anyway, I, to wrap up that flashback thing, I wrote down big duh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this was so unbelievably obvious that this is what happened here. Or you know, I assume I didn't think that she got attack mind melded, but I was pretty sure she got you know talked to sternly and flipped. Yeah, basically. I was not on you the. Know? Oh wow, she got brainwashed with a mind meld train, but definitely like flipped, right? Or yeah, threatened. Or threatened, or they're like, hey, we have your family over here to kill your yeah. parents or something, right? Right, yeah. exactly. The standard stuff that spies do. Yeah. So uh, we get to see Iron Man's house from... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of do, right? It's totally Iron Man's house. It is. I hope... It looks a lot like it. Yeah. And Kestra, who is Kestra Troy Riker. Yeah. They hyphenated, I guess. I, I assume they did. I uh, they, they did. They show on the trophy of the dead kid. Oh, it Troy says Riker. Thad Troy Riker. Yeah. Cool. Th- Thaddeus. Yeah. Thaddeus, which is uh, Riker's father's name, I think, or grandfather's name or somebody. Sure. Okay. I'll I, believe that. I mm, I remember a Thad Riker being mentioned. Seems reasonable. That seems like a thing a Riker would do. It does, doesn't it? It does. It does. Um, Although, I'm... I'm surprised that Riker's middle name, like Thaddeus Jean-Luc Riker or something, you know? Right, yeah. Thaddeus Worf Riker. Well, there's no middle name on the trophy, so we don't know. Yeah. TJ. Thad Riker. Thad Jean-Luc Riker. TJ. Oh, man. What if they called him TJ? It would be a lot better than JL every five seconds. Oh, I hate JL. Stop it. I think that alone annoys me more than half of the other problems with Rafi's character. (laughs) I kind of agree with you. The best moment Uh, of the show beyond the Hugh hug. The second best moment of the show. (laughs) Picard walks into Riker's house. Riker takes one look at him and yells, shields up. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) He he like hugs him and like basically like dusts off all his like cheese and stuff all over the back of his shirt and then he's like shields up what do you need what's what's wrong shields up begin scans and the yeah, house does it I know it's oh, so man. good oh, so man. good I laughed I stood up and laughed and I thought that was so good uh so Kestra's their daughter we get to meet her we understand that like. Thad has passed away, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And 
He says to Kestra that he believes Soji to be Data's daughter, and Kestra spills the beans that Data's an android. And then we have to deal with uh, three-year-old teen angst, basically. Soji has existential crisis for uh, the rest of the episode, basically. (laughs) Which is not bad. Obviously, that's probably what would happen. Uh, Yeah, look, I'm not not mad about it. It's just like, that's going to be her character for a while. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Bless you. Dang it. I tried to reach that mute and I didn't get I it. Didn't, didn't happen. Staying in. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I think the... Uh, I don't know. Does everyone in this show have to have, like, a bad time? Oh, you mean, like, because Riker and Troy had had a bad time? And, like, everyone else? Can't yeah. anyone have had a good life? Does everyone need to have, like, horrible trauma have had happen in the show? Is that what this is now? Yeah, I guess so. This one makes some sense. I mean, I look, I like it the most of all the traumas that people have now gone through in terms of the characters that Riker and Troy did not unbecome Riker and Troy just because of this trauma. Yes. So it fits best with the characters here and like where they plausibly would have gone you know, in theory, like those characters and would have done, right? Yeah, and saying... It's definitely a thing that's in line with them as who they are and who they would be, and they still seem to be those people afterwards. And and you get the... the, such organic backstory of what has happened to them by telling Soji what happened to their son is like, yeah. We grew up on spaceships and we were going traveling around, you know, all this stuff, like... The thing that makes sense that would have happened to a child between those two who were career Starfleet people and would have still been doing that for a while, right? Yeah, Sensible. absolutely. Yeah, and, I, I liked it that part. And, and they don't give up their it. careers because they had a kid, and you right, know, you get because the idea star, that all the starships have schools on them. We learned during next generation, right? Like you, that was a thing. Well, and you get the idea that Riker probably was a captain. He says at the end of the episode, he's still on active reserve and all. All this right. sort of stuff has happened, but we don't have to flashback it. We don't have to do any of that stuff. This is the most organic sequel to TNG episode, right? Like, the rest of yeah. it feels like a different thing entirely. And this episode is so good to me at feeling like... Almost like you're in the ribbon yeah. with with Kirk, it, you know, from was- that episode where it's like... Uh, that's a natural. movie. That's a movie. Yeah, I know, I know. Star Trek Generations. Star Trek, uh, but but yeah. that 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 yes moment it, feels so or like real. It was this episode in particular is, I think, what people thought they were going to get from this whole series. Yes. coming in right. Absolutely, it's like this big nostalgia factor. Here's the gang. We're all back together, but we're not. We've had lives apart. Look, and we're not going to stay together. But you know, we're going to see the guys, and then you know, we're going to have to go off and do our own thing. And you know, it was. I, I think like maybe the first two thirds or three fourths of this episode is like really, really good. Actually, I really. I've said I like a lot of these. I've said I love some moments in a lot of these. But if I had to pick one so far that's that feels the most like maybe what I expected. Maybe you're right. Maybe that I like it so much because it's what I expected from the show. But it's also what feels the most like a real spiritual successor to Picard's story. Right. Unlike what the other ones are, which is like, the galaxy is on fire. Picard has to go save an android. And you're like, Okay, and then everybody's killing everybody, and 
Right. It, like, and, this feels like an episode of TNG where they're like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go sit down at the table and talk. Yeah. And that pretend, solves the problem. Pretend that we're in the ready room is what Troy yeah. says. And it's right. like, ah, finally. You know, yeah. and Picard has different moments than he would have had in TNG, which is what's good about it, right? He right. gets put in his spot by Riker. Riker says, "You're gonna, you're not ready to raise a kid, buddy, but you're gonna have to raise a kid because that's a three year old over there, and she's gonna yeah. start to realize it when she's now she's outside of her original programming, right? She right. she knows what she is, and now you have to essentially raise her and get her to trust you, and right. you're not like, doing it." He's like, I don't think you're ready for a teenager here, Picard. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah, you're not going to do it the old way. And and uh, and Troy has the moments with her where she starts to plant the seeds of like, hey, you know, uh, bad things happen in the universe. You're going to have to get out there and and figure it out for yourself. But you're going to have to trust somebody, you know. And the mm-hmm. sad thing with with her, her son dying because people were afraid of synths, so there was no technology to save him. Right. Um. It all feels really, really good in this episode, I think. Like, yep, very good. Agnes but sure n- throws up a lot. <laughs> uh, well, before we get to the part where, where Agnes... Uh, wait, is that first? No, it's like in the, the middle of some of this when Rios yeah. is, and... Uh, so the whole right, episode, like I, Rios is trying to avoid Narek, who is tracking them, and they can't figure out right, how. Yes. Rios thinks it's Rafi. Right, Rios thinks Rafi sold him out or is being tracked or whatever by some, you know. So Agnes starts freaking out because she knows she's got a tracker in her bloodstream somewhere. Right. Uh, so she eats too much cake and throws up all over the place. Right. Thinking that that would help, but it doesn't. Nope. Uh, uh, and the, uh, what's her name? Shoot, the Lady Romulan. Uh, Narek, Narek's sister. sister. I don't remember her name. Anyway. She uh, confronts Hughes like, I know you helped these people. Where did, you know, where'd they go? Show me how to get them back. Hugh holds out, of course. Uh, and then she Which just was great. I really loved that he wouldn't give him up. It yeah, was tragic. Good. It's so tragic. It's sad. The whole it's, thing, you know? He, you know. he knows, right? Like He knows he's done. It's bad. He's, he's He knows he's done, and so he's not going to give up Picard. He promised... And, and then nothing's she's like, oh, you're, so you're protected aces. by the treaty. I can't kill you. And he's like, all right, great. I'm going to go back and use that trajector thing and get out of here. And she's no, like, ha he's, he's going to he he's gonna take the cube over. Oh, which did is he why, say that? Yeah, oh, he said okay. he, that he and Elnor are going to go take over the cube. He's done with this. The XBs he, are going to be re- dis- Yeah. He was going to release the XBs, right? That Basically, was his thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he's going to release the Borg and he's going to take over the cube and then figure it out later. And that's when she's like, nope, that's against the treaty. I can kill you now. Yeah. And then just, uh, he, so he gets aced in the middle of a fight between Elnor and her where shocker, she cheats. Yeah. What a surprise. Which, I was yeah. like, okay. And then she says this line to Elnor, but which of course works on him because he's a moron, but like, <laughs> it's like, oh, this isn't how the Jad Vash and the Milan should fight, even and though I've already shot at you. Yeah, and she puts her gun away, and then they have a fist fight. And I'm like, what, what, she has a gun. Yeah. He has a sword. I don't care how good and fast he is. It's a gun. It's yeah. gonna win. Like, yeah. yeah. And then obviously she like, you know, as soon as she knocks him away, she pulls out the gun and shoots him anyway. Like, yeah. you know, like 
obviously this is what was going to happen here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he gets caught in the crossfire. I rip, really rip was bummed man. about that. Really sad. Like his character. Yeah, I liked I liked him being back and I thought what a good way to use an old character and that there would be more there for him to do, right? Like Yeah, well the world's not going to that cube to help the XBs, and now no one is. Right. Well, (laughs) now no one is because they're all dead. So I guess we've cleaned up that end of the story in an unsatisfying way. (laughs) Yeah. What a bummer. What a bummer. Yeah. Um, what a bummer indeed, man. Uh, that scene all plays out. And it, then this is where Gerardi grows a conscience, right? And she's like, guess right. I have to inject myself with mega poison or whatever yeah. and block this tracker by having a coma. Is that what? And I think that's what ends up happening, right? My read on this is that it's not well explained that she injects herself with something that will get rid of the blood tracker device. but it causes severe neurological damage and sends her into a coma. I see. So I assume she has then neutralized the tracker at the expense of basically killing herself. Okay. It wasn't clear to me if the tracker was being just neutralized or, or her just like coma, her being a coma did it. Yeah. I guess Uh, I don't know. We'll find out probably in the next episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Elmore has a Fenris SOS button that no one ever, Told us about? Uh, Seven of Nine gave it to Picard. She did. She did, but I don't know how that means that Elnor finds it on the cube. Yeah, unless, that's what I was about to ask. Unless it, he, it's another one? and Maybe. I, I guess he did live on a world where Fenris was in theory in charge. I don't, I don't get how that one showed up with him. I assume it's yeah. the one Seven gave Picard because they made a big point about it. They were handing if it over to him. If that's the case, they should have shown Picard giving it to Elnor. Yeah, I, am, I guess they missed that am, or something. I am frustrated that if that was the case. Because I was like, he pulls this magically out of his pockets as, like, plot device. It's like, oh, okay. It was clear, yeah. It was clear that that was going to get used, right? This is why che- she Chekhov's SOS device? Yeah, is that exactly. The, what yeah. is that? Chekhov's gun is the thing, right? That's Chekhov's gun, about. yeah. Okay, yeah. Chekhov. We've had this uh, before on this show. A lot of Chekhov's items in Star Trek. The originator of Chekhov. <laughs> <laughs> Different Chekhov, but that's okay. Yeah, I know, but it, I, I mean, it's a fantastic <laughs> uh, coincidence. I know. <laughs> I like to think it was fate. <laughs> uh, so Chekhov that, does man the weapons. I'm just saying. He does. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He had a gun. Yeah. He could have had a gun. He could. He probably did. He probably he, a later did. version of this show would have had him have a gun, right? Like he uses a gun at some point. At oh, I'm some sure he does. Time. But like, Worf walks around with a gun all the time. Oh, right. I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. And in the original show, no one had a gun unless they went to kill some alien on a planet. Right. Yeah. Got to beam down with that gun. Right. Yeah. You don't. And the red shirts didn't get one. No. Why would they no. need one? Hold yeah. your scanner in front of you. You'll be fine. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so that that's basically this episode, right? We're kind of at the end. The Do only they figure out where they're going to go because of Kestra talking to Captain Crandall. So, crazy old guy. I would love to meet. I would you. love to meet this captain that Riker clearly has a problem with. <laughs> right, like in a different show. In a in this a would different have been more interesting. show. Yes, there's a there's another every episode. There's a different show, right? Where like. Yeah. 
Oh, in another show, there's an episode where Riker has a beef with the captain across the lake. I know, right? You know? <laughs> and they're like, they're like putt-putting their two little boats around the lake, like staring each other down. Yes. <laughs> like trying to keep up with the Joneses a or something. A thousand percent that. Oh, man. Where, where Riker had a big dog that kept getting into Crandall's garden. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Uh, and and they pick up Picard, they lose Rios and everything. Or Rios loses Narek and then they, uh, back to wherever. Uh, yeah, now they're going to have to go to the numbered planet. So, I don't know. That's kind of it. We covered those a lot quicker. I guess because the universe building has happened. Yeah, it's really about to tone about. and yeah. plot now. And we did. We I, man, we spent some time on the tone and the plot. Our feelings are now known. <laughs> yeah, I. So, I, I'm good with where it's headed. I am intent. So I thought there were only eight episodes. So I am intensely curious then what they are going to do to round this show out. Let's see. So Elnor and Seven of Nine have to do stuff with the Borg cube. They showed that on next time. So oh, okay. I don't watch those because I make a point of never watching those with shows. Well, well, sorry, I just told you. It's fine. It's the assumption anyway. But like, yeah. I learned years and years and years ago that just seeing stuff to me will tell me what's going to happen in the next episode. Sure, almost these completely. Shows these shows aren't subtle. No, and that's what bothers me about like we're going to hide what Captain O said. Yeah, it's like just don't. So it, you know, I, I am curious what they do with that. Uh. I don't know that I am super sure. Like, so why is the story on the cube continuing? We have the Elnor people, stuck there. <laughs> well, but like, other than that, right? Like, there's nothing that really matters going on. Like, there's there no is, reason though, to be at some, the cube anymore. There's there is a leftover plot thread here where. The Romulans are interested in the Borg for some reason. Sure. Okay. Like, why yeah. would, you know, because right. they're, right. they're reclaiming Borg and they're not selling their parts. And there's Romulan, all the Romulans that were assimilated by the Borg went nutso. And the, they're reclaiming Borg for whatever reason, but they don't explain why they're interested in them. And they have some sort of past history with the Jadvash and synthetics. So so something's up with the Romulans and the Borg and synthetics that I've started to generate theories about, but it's so wide open that it could be kind of anything. Yeah, it 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 could be literally anything from this is just the thing they were doing to grand chronometric signatures, man, conspiracy and time travel, time travel, universe. all sorts of stuff could be happening, right? Like, yeah, I really hope it's time travel related. I really do. Not getting my hopes up for that. I know, I know. But if it is, it would be so good. <laughs> oh All my right. god, and well, they could tie I, I think... it they could tie it to the Kelvin universe. Okay, oh, let's man. just stop asking for stuff. Let's just, oh no. man. No, I'm raining on this parade. Okay. That's it's probably much much simpler. Yeah, it's gonna but, be. Um the, the budget for this show isn't huge, remember. I know. But there's clearly some open plot thread there that requires- There's definitely something going on at the cube still, which I don't understand because as far as I'm concerned, you could have killed Elnor and then not have to go back there. There's so. a lot of times in this show that you could have uh, 
you could have explained what's going on with the Romulans. They're just choosing not to do it. Yeah, so I guess maybe that's the thing where like they're going to explain it now in one of these last episodes here because that's right the, because seven of nine is going to show up at the cube and be like whoa 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 this is another plot thread whose wheels have been spinning for five episodes and now it's time to reveal it eventually right well i think generally we're pretty happy with where the series is going well i don't know if we're pretty happy about it but we are enjoying the show we got so. the episode we needed here yes for yeah, sure seven if- has been this episode seven here has been really good. If if seven hadn't come along, not seven of nine, but episode seven with Riker and Troy had not come along, we'd be dipping a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, this, Agreed. This really propped up the middle of the show. With my, like, my enthusiasm would be flagging for sure. It props up the middle of the show with like a, yes, this is real, really still about Picard realizing his flaws much later in life. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says at the dinner table that he's basically sitting around waiting to die, and now he has a mission, and he's back in terms of understanding that with a mission, he, no one's going to stop him until he's done. Right. Yeah. And maybe in this mission, he gets to understand who he is a little bit better in terms of his failings in the past. Mm-hmm. He's never he's never failed. Right. And when he well, does fail, he doesn't learn his lesson. Right. It's Definitely clear we learned that with the Romulan evacuation thing. Right. And he doesn't learn his lesson with the Borg either, right? Like he he gets irate like he did during first contact when they talk about like the Borg. And, and oh the Borg are a metastatic cancer and blah blah blah, you know. Yeah. All he, right. He, well yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I it's strong. We'll have to see how we feel about it next time. Yeah. On another subspace transmission. Because we're gonna finish I, We're gonna finish it. We're gonna finish, right? Like next next time we do this, Picard will be over. Yeah, right? Four Season more episodes. One will yeah, be over. it'll be done. Yeah. Because there's only So three, I'm sure three. we will have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Exciting. So, yes. Look forward to that, friends out there. I can't believe it's only three more. That's short. It is short. It's probably good that it's short. It is probably good. <laughs> if you have any thoughts on uh, these episodes, stuff we missed, characterizations of characters you think we got wrong, or like, uh, you know, different opinions about episode seven, which you're wrong about, where, mm-hmm. where would you send them? You can send those to podcast at weweregamers.com. We're ha- we will happily listen and read your emails, and we may reply to them on this show. Uh, please send them in. We also this pod this very podcast is available many places, but certainly it's available in convenient uh curated format on YouTube. If you go to YouTube and search for Weber Gamers, you can subscribe to us there. And Andrew is lovingly crafting these shows into a playlist for you, so you could just listen <laughs> to all of them. Uh this podcast is also available on your favorite podcast. Uh, collector of choice. We're on Spotify and Stitcher and Apple and Google and wherever fine podcasts are distributed. And then, you know, you can follow this show uh, and the We Were Gamers in general on all the social media out there. Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, We Were Gamers, all those places.
Her name's Nerissa. How would we know that? I don't know. Don't think I ever hear her name. I don't either. He just says sister. Yeah. They have a weird relationship. It's very yes. Romulan spy thing. Et in Arcadia Ego. What? Is a 16... Andrew, are you okay? <laughs> is a 1637-38 to 38 painting by Nicolas Poisson, the leading painter of the classical French... So, Nicolas Poisson, the leading painter of the classical French Baroque style. It depicts a pastoral scene with idealized shepherds from antiquity gathered around an austere tomb. This is the name of the final two episodes of this show. Okay. That's what it's called. The last two episodes are part one and part two. Et in Arcadia Ego. Even in Arcadia, there I am. Okay. Arcadia means utopia. I refers to death. Even in utopia, death awaits. I feel like you just spoiled the end for me there or something. I don't know. I mean, you can't spoil something with an episode title, can you? I don't know. I don't believe in spoilers anyway, so whatever. You and uh, Tim Rogers should get do... on a podcast together. Who? You and Tim Rogers. Oh, yeah? I would do that. I would, I would love to talk with Tim Rogers. He's a... He is. You have seen his thing about spoilers. Oh, I did that video about spoilers is hilarious. It's also all tongue in cheek. So 